0: Mortgage stress has featured a bit in the news recently, with a lot of people potentially experiencing it due to a loss of income during COVID-19. In today's episode, we look at what options you have if you are experiencing mortgage stress and what you can do to try and avoid it in the first place.
1: Everything we talk about on today's podcast is general advice only because we don't know your individual personal situation Before you act on anything we've spoken about, you should chat to your financial advisor And if you don't have one, feel free to reach out to us Now, on to today's
0: show Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Wealth Collective Podcast I'm Zach Masters, and today I'm joined by Pete Pennycock from Picada and Anthony Malvazo from AGM Advisory Group Hey guys, how are you going? Love right, loving life, feeling good what about you, Anthony? How's things on your end?
2: Yeah, not doing too bad, but uh, settling into to move, move back to the suburbs for a short period to get a bit more room than the apartment. And the suburban diets kicked in, kettle chips every, most nights, <laughs>
0: <Not> <laughs> and soft
2: really. drinks, and, Trying, trying to get a bit of the exercise still to happen, but with the cold weather, it's been hard. And last night, watching the Jeff Horn and uh, Costa Zoo fight, I jumped up because I was going for, for the Costa Jr. And I think <laughs> I've tweaked my ACL, so <laughs> I had no running done today. So,
0: yeah, so we are um, recording this um, a week behind. We're recording this a week behind. Yeah, for those it's you know, really know. It's a point. week We're um, recording it a week, a week early. A week early, so yes, a week early. So, um, but
2: really. Yeah, got on top of work and just yeah, health-wise probably <laughs> needs a bit of a kick up the kick up the behind. But uh, work's <laughs> work really going well in isolation. But yeah, interesting times coming ahead. Can I, you, take- can I give,
1: can I give you a tip, time? Uh, I would suggest maybe trying there's a, these snap peas that you can get, you know, flavoured snap peas. By all reports, are a little bit healthier than your uh, kettle chips, equally oh, as delicious.
2: Some nights it's wasabi peas. You know, they're they're not too bad. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's a wasabi flavour as well. I'll uh, I'll send it's you the every, put in, put in every, the show I'm, notes.
2: I'm, embe- I'm embellishing a bit. It's not it's not every night, but uh, you know, every probably three four nights there's a there's a bit more snacking than it was a few weeks ago. So, yeah. and it's and with the less exercise, it's sort of sort of starting to show a bit. So,
1: uh, and it looks like there's a bit of um, See, you've got a bit of twisty dust on your shoulder there. So, so
0: that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> say it's for the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, in the news recently this week and what we're going to be talking about today, um, the NAB CEO, Ross McEwen, came out and he's pretty much always well, kind of urged customers um, with, that uh, have higher risk of defaulting on their loans to potentially look at selling their properties sooner rather than later, um, as it reported ballooning credit impairment charges during the quarter. So Scott Pape, or the Barefoot Investor, um, also came out and spoke about this recently on Triple M and on last week's episode of the podcast, um, I had a buyer's advocate on there and he was saying the potential for when the government um, benefits start to wind down um, and he thinks around March, April next year, there's potentially going to be a lot of people heading to market and you don't want to be forced to rush to market at a time when everyone is. Um, So that's what we're going to be talking about today is how people deal with mortgage stress and the first point I guess I want to start with is how do people avoid getting in mortgage stress if you want to kick us off, Pete?
1: uh look i think it's the main thing is it it goes back to those tried and tested principles of wealth management yeah have a budget uh, and you know spend less than you earn so buy within your means and what i mean by this is don't go to the and i think like the biggest cause of these things is people go and buy go to the bank first find out how much can i borrow then go buy a house that fits that you should do it the other way run your budget work out how much you can afford comfortably that will also allow you to make extra payments, pay off your house quicker and own it, that's the house you should buy. Not going and just sort of maxing out your sort of credit limits. So um, that would be sort of my takeaway of it's sort of the pitfall of, we tend to sort of sort of expand our search to sort of meet whatever the bank will give us.
0: What about you, Anthony? What would you, um, what tips would you give people that are trying to prevent getting in mortgage stress in the first place?
2: Yeah, I'd say there's a few points. The first thing is to sit down and get advice about what's a good position to start with. If it's your first home, you might be, as Pete said, you go to the bank and then you find something to fit that. But probably get a bit of advice from a number of people, family members, specialist advisors, mortgage brokers, and sort of collate all that and see what's good in terms of a deposit amount. Um, a lot of people, you know, some say five or 10%, obviously anything above 20% avoids uh, additional costs and you eat into your asset a bit more with some equity. Second would be to complete a budget for pre and post mortgage. So what's your budget now? Add those mortgage costs on and account for, you know, life does go on. So account for you may need a new car or there's, you know, possibly a child on the way, depending on your personal situation. Um, holidays, you know, these will come up. So obviously you're going to um, tighten the bell a bit, but do a budget pre and post. Ensure you're protected. I mean, you guys covered insurance last week. There's no, you know, if you're taking on a big, big, large mortgage um, and something happens to your health or in the current climate, uh, uh, sort of, you know, you don't want to be financially exposed, especially when you do borrow and don't borrow to the hilt. Uh, the final thing is if you have got a desirable location, Possibly, you know, a lot of people rent in an area, say, you know, a bit closer to the city or wherever they, they meet their lifestyle, then they would love to live there. If it's not in your budget, probably find some somewhere that is affordable and then, and then work towards getting to that area within, you know, three, five, ten years, how long it takes. But you sort of can plan that out, but you get yourself into the
0: market in another area. But
2: yeah, what do you, what do you reckon, guys?
0: Yeah, I think that, yeah, they're good points. That's um, one thing I think is that a lot of people often, Australians often gear quite high. So you're leaving yourself very little room for error. So I think you've got to almost plan for a worst case scenario. Now, COVID coming um, is potentially a worst case scenario for a lot of people, meaning that, you know, you've lost um, potentially both incomes if you're part of a partnership um, and that that obviously makes paying off a loan or paying a mortgage quite difficult. You've got a plan for what happens if one of you was to lose um, your income. If you're the only person going on the loan, What's what happens? What's your plan B, plan C? Um, and start to plan out these scenarios to, to judge what it looks like. And sometimes you'll get thrown curve you, you know, Um It's just a really unfortunate scenario. But You've got to make sure that you're not borrowing or gearing too highly that if something like this was to happen, um, that you're not fully, fully exposed. Um, that being said when with the case that we're going through at the moment obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic with covid um so what can people do that are currently experiencing mortgage stress pete
1: um i think first thing is first like contact your lender so you know if it's a bank if it's a credit union or whoever's lent you the money pick up the phone um don't just do an email i think um yeah you're not going to be the only person, so it's not like you can. You should feel awkward when you make this call. Um, so you're not. You're definitely not alone. So the stats are um, overwhelming that people are sort of concerned. Um, what are the stats? There's, I think there's like ten percent of loans or something. And yeah, one in ten. One in ten are deferred, deferred. and not all of them will be in mortgage stress. Some people just see as a bit of an opportunity to, I don't know, stockpile some cash or sort of defer it. Yeah, and I think really clear. You're only deferring it, so it just means you have got more interest to pay at a future date. So. Um I think the, that that would be the first point of call. Go, hey, what are my options here? Can I can I defer it? Can I negotiate a lower rate? Um, do I, you know, talk to me about my facility. Like, have I got money in redraw? Like, was I ahead in good times? Have I built up some buffer? So could I use that redraw and re- redraw on it and utilize that to sort of um, build myself a little bit of a, you yeah, know, a monthly buffer to sort of sort of make those um make ends meet for the period of time. So I think if you do that analysis though, and it's a systemic problem where it's long-term and you've just spent too much, like you've literally gone outside your means or the world's changed. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, you had a plan. it was, you're heading in this trajectory and then life's thrown you an absolute sort of, uh, I don't know, cow patty. Um, <laughs> and you just got to deal with it and go, right, I'll move on. And then sort of recalibrate, but um, the bank's going to be the best place to go. Hey, what are my options? And if that fails, and if your bank's not playing ball with you, that's when I think you reach out to a financial counsellor. Um, so they're, they're the people that can sort of take you and navigate that sort of next step if, if you can't deal with um, your lender first. But if you call a financial counsellor, first, the first thing they're gonna say is, have you spoken to your bank? Um, so I think that'd be the first point of call. Uh, and don't feel awkward about it. It's, yeah, it happens, so.
0: What about you, Anthony? What type of things um, can people do if they are experiencing mortgage stress?
2: Yeah, I wrote down some more uh, specifics, Uh, refinance, sell, rent out a room, move back in with friends or family. Hang on, you can't rent out a
1: room. room. Hang on a sec. I guess you couldn't in another state, sorry. I'm thinking about a Victorian list.
2: (laughs) No, obviously, at the moment, it's quite tough, but obviously... Intimate, intimate partners
1: can move in together can how together many intimate together. partners can one man have well that's what i want to know well, how, many, how many rooms are you renting out
2: there? Found a bit of a loophole there but anyway. <laughs> um, but they're gonna have a buddy rule i was saw on the news tonight where you can go see a friend the buddy buddy hub or something like that i thought it was something to uh, do with franklin to be honest but um but yeah so you can obviously <laughs> refinance talk to your broker as pete said Selling the, selling the asset that's obviously a big step, but it may, may be an option. And that's that was the whole uh, I, I did hear that that uh, that Scott Pate, uh, triple M interview, and that was where that sort of this whole conversation came from. Renting out a room if you have got a bigger place, you know, you, that's always an option. That's always been an option. And then if you you know rent out the property entirely and look at alternative alternative living an alternative living situation, there's some specifics that I thought sort of thought of.
0: What do you yeah, because that was what, um, what Scott Pape was talking about in there which she made a, a decent point was that uh, you've got to look and be realistic throughout this. So no one wants to be forced to have to sell their house um, at all and, and be forced to sell. But if you're looking ahead and you're going, you know what, I can't see that where I'm going to get a job in the next six, 12 months. Um, so therefore, my mortgage repayments are going to be um, become harder and harder to meet. And I'm, I can see a future where I can't, I can't meet these you're better off to sell now before the rest of the people um, start to experience this and, and um, you're almost getting ahead of the market. Like I spoke to a buyer's advocate um, today and he was saying that the, they were looking to list a property and a lot of people are waiting um, until the end of stage four. So there's heaps of properties just apparently that are waiting. He's instead decided to list now um, to see while he's a, an outlier and he's got a lot of a like more interest than he would normally. Um, on that property, because you said, there's still buyers there waiting, but there's just no supply at the moment. So that's one way you can get ahead, and then at least take some equity. Um, and then, as Pete said at the start, try and reset, I guess, a bit, and um, you know whether that's going back to renting and different things like that. But take the equity whilst there still is equity is an option that you should strongly consider.
1: Yeah, and I think like the things are the things you should be, I guess, doing or can do. Also be aware of what you shouldn't be doing. I think that's really important. To, uh, and I don't know if that's in the show notes coming up. But, uh, no, run a through
0: it, one. Things, things you should not do
1: is get sucked into scams. So when you're like stressed and under under the pump, everything looks appealing. So if someone's offering you this Hail Mary bailout, uh, yeah, we'll, re- we'll sort of give you a loan. No, no uh, pay slips required. You know what? Be very, very skeptical that sounds too good to be true and they're like just happily handing out money like there's uh like no one's business you know they're preying on vulnerable people and i I think Mm -hmm. they're becoming more sophisticated they're looking more reputable in their online presence um because it used to be you could tell a you know a dodgy website like from a mile away like you know it's very poorly built (laughs) um now basic wordpress the sophistication like i i feel disgusted at what they do but my gosh i'm sort of impressed with their sort of um their coding skills nowadays and the way they, they think it out to make it make you feel like it's something familiar and comfortable almost sort of they sort of copy the the different themes of different other like other sites and use a lot of celebrities as well to publicly endorse them mm-hmm. um so i saw a really interesting one today
0: who was um
1: well, dick smith was telling everyone everyone can be a millionaire within
0: months i've seen just, him on quite a few of those <laughs> just, just
1: by yeah. bitcoin So it's like, whoa. And then all the like it all looked really good, but then all the sub-links were sort of linking to this very, um, yeah, unreputable source that wasn't licensed in any uh, way, Mm. shape, or form to offer financial uh, products. So I think that would be something not to do. Don't panic. Um, Don't make rash decisions and sort of respond before you've thought things out. Um, I know it's really hard because it's, you're going to feel pressure because you're like, this is, I, I feel like I'm failing, like, why is this happening? Am I gonna lose my house? Yep. Uh, is it gonna impact my future lending? Capi- All these like things that will be going around your head. Yep. That's why I do think having a chat to someone, a professional, you know, um, does help as well. So just don't let yourself spiral uncontrollably and not reach out. So that would be sort of the key thing. But yeah, definitely be aware of scammers because the moment there's problems with debt on the rise, there's a, a rise in scammers out there, uh, so just be really really careful. And if you're not sure, um, give, well, I think there's like the so scam
0: website like, is the ATO does some scam. Yeah, and also there's. Like, try the, and keep it updated.
1: I was on like a website earlier from the Australian government, which is um, the Australian Financial Security Authority, who deal with a lot of this, you know, helping to helping people sort of get assistance if they are uh, experiencing stress. If you're not sure, email one of these government organisations and go, "Hey, is this legitimate?" Um, And hopefully they'll be there to support you and sort of steer you in the right direction.
0: Because can you do an ASIC search and different things like that?
1: Probably can, but that might be, that's confusing as well because you can still have a business registered that's an absolute fraud. Um, So I I, I would defer to going, look, if something, if you can get onto a government website, you know, .gov.au, send them an email, that's a starting point or they've generally got like online chat functions as well. Um, And if you're not comfortable with that, pick up the phone. They've got sort of phone numbers there. Just be prepared to wait a little while Um, because they've got other things on the go, I think. So, but yeah, (laughs) uh, I think they're really good, but I think that would be a starting point because um, the last thing you want to do, you're already under the pump and you've just gone and sort of blown more of your money and sort of given it to some sort of crook. So,
0: um, yeah, that's Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so that's like one of the resources that you can use to check for the scam websites, but we might talk about or end the show with uh, what other resources are available. So another big one um, is the National Debt Helpline. Um, so that is free financial counselling um, if you're in, in debt trouble or in financial trouble. So they're a good place to start um, so they're often they can then help you talk to your banks and um, figure out a plan for the best way for you going forward but is there any other ways Anthony that you can think of um, or whatever resources out there for people to, to use in times like this
2: yeah we've referred to a few of them and just as you said the deadline plus you know your lender initially and but also reach out you don't know who, who's what help is out there you know possibly friends family um
1: obviously it's no is that in- why you're, you're calling me last night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, that, that, that was that call, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then the text, the text, <laughs> hey,
2: hey, you up? <laughs> but the the close thing, I think uh, a lot of, uh, most of us, I have known know, Pete would have been, especially with the age and the time in the industry, uh, being a stressful situation with dad it would probably have experience with margin lending. And we're getting that call every day back in 2008. It was like... You were waiting for the call, and it was like, okay, I need to keep it keep it under buffer. So you know, you did. It got to a point where you would max out the credit card and get family to help you out just for the day, and then the mark would go up. Obviously, very different from a property situation because once you're in the buffer in a property, it's it's the it's a serious situation. That the sell is out of your hands. A bit like hmm. think so. Think about it, but probably just reach out and talk to people and just get a bit of. A, a bit of an idea and you never know what help is out there because sometimes when you don't tell anyone it obviously it's, it might be a very embarrassing situation and uh, you might be a bit, bit ashamed but it's no no harm and I'm sure you know there's a lot of people would be out there to
0: help everyone. What about you Pete? Is there anyone else that um, you think we haven't spoken about?
1: Oh uh, look one left of centre would be well you know if you are stressed you know get, reach out to Beyond Blue or sort of one of those um, mental health um, hotlines because yeah, as much as this is a financial problem, it's going to sort of manifest mentally as well. So like, I just know that's on the rise. Like people are feeling under the pump, regardless of if you're doing well with your home loan. Well, financial uh, you know, stress
0: is one of the biggest causes of mental health um, issues. Yeah,
1: as well. so look, I definitely, like, we'll put their details in the show notes, but like Beyond Blue are a great organization. They can sort of um, steer you in the, the right direction there. But I think the other one, like in terms of resources would be like going back to some of those early podcasts, I would have a listen to those cash flow, cash flow ones because like, I don't know whether you might you might find there's other ways and other things you can sacrifice before you sacrifice your home. So I don't, I wouldn't be too quick to raise the white flag. You you might be able to because debt's so cheap at the moment. So that's the thing I go back to. Like interest rates are so low, and if you can sort of even if you can stretch it out to another thirty year term instead of it being on twenty like you've already like ten years into it you could possibly reduce those payments to, you know, that could be something manageable that if you give up some of your, what, what feel like needs, but are more likely nice to haves. Um, so, you know, do I need Netflix, Stan, NBA league pass, Disney? Yeah, of course I feel like I need them. Um, well, not
2: that. You don't need the league pass right now. Mate.
1: Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yes, no, <laughs> I don't it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I can yeah, pick good, it back up next either. year. No good either. Yeah. So like I look at those, and you have those, or you like what you're spending on your utilities. There might be little bits that you can save. So I would go back to sort of getting getting a budget in place. It sounds stupid that we've sort of gone full circle. Um, but yeah, the budgeting tools, I think that sort of the financial counseling, because that I would get on this website. So the Australian Financial Security Authority, which is AFSA.gov.au. Fantastic resource. Um, Got some really good like dot points and good videos on there just to step you through going, all right, what do I do if I'm feeling under stress? Who do other people to speak to? Also runs through like who, what it means to be registered as well because there's only certain organizations that can sort of bundle up your debt and negotiate on your behalf. Mm. So I think that's really, really important um, to have a squeeze at. So um, yeah, that's where I'd start to um, set yourself up um, from, yep. a, yeah, from a resources perspective.
0: Yeah, the other one that can be um, useful is a lot of financial advisors potentially have fee and obligation-free initial meetings or they might charge a fee for an initial meeting where they might be able to give you general advice that might be handy that you haven't potentially thought about or get you thinking in ways that you haven't thought about. So um, there's always you know people that have seen this before and um, seen clients go through this scenario that may be able to, to help you out there, so don't be shy to reach out before um, going to whatever your last option is. If that's selling the property, make sure you've exhausted all other other options first before you make, um, I guess a drastic drastic call on whether or not that's right. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm
1: thing,
2: just oh, sorry. You go,
0: Pete.
2: No, you're alright. Okay. <laughs> go. As you were saying, no, seriously, and you were saying before, Pete, uh, adjust that budget, the bank will want you to keep the home. So, if you can manage to refinance and get that extra extra years and the payment will come down, they will want that. The last thing they want is to you, default or have to have... That, they're not going to win.
1: They won't. Yeah. yeah, they're not yeah, going to they, they, they want to put your property on the market, like Zach said, in like in an influx of like, oh, wow, we've... Yeah. Nabs, you know, go, go onto realestate.com and they just give you a hyperlink to the big four banks and go, here's all the, what the banks have got for sale. No, we don't want to say mortgagee yeah. sales. So, oh, look, I do. I do honestly believe that if you're able, you know, if you have got your loan, especially in the last few years, responsible lending standards have seen, they have planned for these things and interest rates have come down. So in theory, yeah, if you you and your your partner have both lost your jobs and have no prospects of ever getting jobs again. All right, well that might be difficult. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I do sort of agree with Anthony there that um, yeah there might be there might be ways you haven't thought about at the start, and that sort of yeah you know, do not just jump to any conclusion. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Um, so unless either of you have any other points on mortgage stress, we might go to the mailbox question. I do. Yeah, got one. Yeah. I always have one, don't I? Every
1: time. <laughs> Just making sure, like, are people reaching into their super to sort of fund their loan repayments? Is that still is that still taking place or?
0: Financial hardship.
1: Yeah, so yeah. it might, might be, I don't know. Look, I, I'd say if you are going to lose your house or access your super, I hate this access your super thing. because um, I do mm. think it's really short-sighted policy. But if that's the difference, I'm, I'm okay with that. If that's, if it keeps a roof over your, your head for you, you and your family. Um, that may be something to, to take a look at as well. And you don't even need it to be the COVID-related one. If you are... No, because it
0: can be the financial hardship.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, and I don't want to sort of use that as the go, go-to solution by any stretch because it's, it's not, that's not the, what superannuation is for. But if you are feeling it and you've got to that point where it's your home, for your family, or it's you know your future self in your retirement you know what? You might need to sort of pull that ripcord and have a look at it and do the analysis. Make sure you get advice before you do that. Like that is not something you go and make that decision by yourself. And if it costs you, you know, over a thousand bucks to go sit with a good advisor and get some actual um, advice, well, that's going to be money well spent because if you stuff that up, you've got sort of, you've not only sort of, you know, you've gone through mortgage stress. Now you're going to go through sort of retirement planning stress at a future point as well.
2: Also, Pete, that's probably the last, that's probably the last step because if that's the first step, all the mortgage stress—the thing that the things that have put you in mortgage stress—will still be there. It's generally cash flow and budget or income, yeah. isn't there? So that ten grand, or if you done if you were July, June and then July, that twenty grand—that's gonna put a big chunk of into it. But in a mm. year, that, those situations will come back. That should be the hail mary.
1: Yeah, yeah. it is definitely the hail mary. So um, yeah, but I think that's worth mentioning. I know I sort of didn't want to mention at the start because I'm. I don't want to be an advocate for accessing super for any other reason than having an awesome time in retirement.
0: That's what it should be for. Like, but it is still part of it. Like, it's still your your money there, um, which, like, if it's going to work out better for you in your overall financial situation over the stage of your life, then it's, yeah. it's definitely a good point to bring and up. And for
1: those people that have had 100% of their super in afterpay, well, you've probably got a <laughs> bit of, one spare cash to that you can toss around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, very good, very good point So we might go to the mailbag question that we've got in this week uh, The question's coming from Lisa um, Hey guys, love listening to the show I've recently saved up $10,000 and want to start an investment What is the best way to go about this? Should I just buy shares through a broker like Comsec Or is there other options that I should be looking at? Uh, Pete, do you want to kick us off? The investment guru <laughs> <laughs> good. Oh, Wow. let's
1: just preface this way We can't give you advice And you've given like you've thrown a product in there, so thank you, uh, Lisa, for having a sort of hot step and uh, sidestep around that one. Let's (laughs) pretend that you just had a some hypothetical person at a hypothetical ten thousand. Would I just buy shares through a broker? Um, Maybe, maybe I might. I don't know. It depends on what the how proactive I'm going to be with it. I do honestly think that with ten thousand bucks. I'd like to have something diversified, some sort of like index. You can, you can buy them on the exchange. You know, there's exchange traded diversified index funds. Um, mm. I'm not gonna tell you which ones. You have to sort of uh, come in for a mm. meeting and we might sort of uh, <laughs> um, But I, look, I seriously still would maybe, maybe pick a couple of businesses you're interested in to like pepper around the side. So that core and satellite approach. Yeah, fundamentally doesn't make sense financially. Uh, or I, I think sort of some people might question that and go are you paying brokerage on small parcels of shares what about the life lesson you're going to learn by understanding how a business works seeing how dividend comes in off the company and you know taking more of an active interest in your wealth creation i fundamentally believe there are very very valuable lessons to be learned and it's absolutely worth the cost of admission which is a bit of brokerage
0: Yep. Uh, what about you, Anthony? What options would you potentially be looking at for someone in this type of hot, scenario? Hot tips, hot tips, Anthony.
2: What do you got? <laughs> hey, and the Advisory Group again. <laughs> uh, a bit like last time, I was on the on the podcast where the uh, gentleman in retirement was a bit bored. I'd be probably we used to get a few of these first time investors, if that's what Lisa is. Um, you know, sort of drip feed it in. Drip feed, you know, whether it's a c- couple of thousand a month or every three months, just to think at that. Feeling of what volatility is nothing like seeing your money move, you know, uh, backwards and forwards each day, or if it's a if, a, if it's a portfolio it might be a few days every few days. But probably uh, dollar cost average into the market, so put a drip feed it in, and probably start with something passive. But then, as Pete said, you know, possibly take an interest in a few companies, but definitely no one particular stock. Um, yeah, that's pretty much anymore. How about yourself, Zach? Yeah,
0: I think um, what's important to look at too is not only the investment, but what's um, where you hold the investment as well, I guess. So, don't um, with the, no, I don't mind ComSec, but... um you're
1: bagging ComSec publicly. They're
0: going like <laughs> the <laughs> to... Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do $500 transactions, uh, you know, like if you're going to do a regular savings plan of $500 a month and you're having to pay brokerage on each of those, maybe... Um, something like that isn't the best option for you. There's a lot of different options, whether you use a wrap account into a managed fund, that could potentially be better and save you on brokerage. It all depends, I guess, what you, what you want the investment to do for you in the long run and into the future. Um, and I think I look at the various options out there because it might be best that a ComSex easiest for the first 10000 or a brokering platform similar to that. But if you're going to do a regular savings plan into the investment, then it might start to have some issues um, with that, and there's different options that can be a bit more automated and um, fee friendly
1: It should almost be chiseled in stone as one of the fundamentals of <laughs> uh, financial planning. Start with the end in mind yeah don't don't just sort of start with something oh this this is a good fit for you know it's fast almost fast fashion like I wear it once and that 's fine, and then I have to redo it again um, so no <laughs> I, I I really like that so um, yeah because I think the there is, there is a really sort of easy crossover point that you can do the calculation on. So just get an Excel spreadsheet out and just nut it out and go, okay, what do I think is going to be in there over a reasonable period of time? I don't know, pick like two, three, four years, whatever. Um, and then you'll sort of be able to know what's the best one for you. And I think, yeah, uh, would you get advice? I'd go have a chat with a financial advisor. You know, mm. have that obligation-free meeting, pick their brains, get to see if you can sucker them into giving you any sort of uh, good good stuff before they uh, have to draft a financial plan for you. I hear uh, Anthony and Zach have bookings available next week. So, uh,
0: <laughs> so
1: hit them up. But I'll, I think there is value in having a chat with someone because you might, those little nuggets of information, while they can't give you personal advice in that initial meeting, yeah, you, know, you can have a bit more of a, a rich conversation about um, situations more akin to what she's going through and ask some questions on the spot as well. Um, And given we're in COVID at the moment, you don't have to leave your sort of living room to do it. Just sort of, you know, you can stay in your PJs and get on Zoom and have a chat to someone.
0: Definitely, definitely. Very good points. So if that's all for today's episode, which I think it is, we might leave it there. Um, As always, if you've got any questions, email us at connect.pacata.com.au or hit us up on any of our socials. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Chance. Thank
1: you.